I saw the problem not only exist in the entry-level engineers, but even as a working professional, people continue to learn. Otherwise, in today's world, people might become, you know, irrelevant. This is episode number three of Stars of Learning podcast, and I'm with Jai Kumar, director of MRC. Welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast, where your host Jyoti Ji exposes the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. This podcast series will expose best practices of learning and will also discuss challenges, solutions, latest trends, tools and technology, leadership, and their journey in the learning field. Now over to your host Jyoti Ji. Hello, everyone. A very warm welcome to the Stars of Learning podcast, and I'm your host Jyoti G. I'm glad and happy that you are joining me today. As each episode of my show are sure to accelerate your learning, enhance your capability, connect with these inspiring leaders, and keep you well versed with the disruption or change happening currently and in the future. at the learning phase i also assure you that you will master the best of what people have already figured out i'm super excited for this show guys as you will agree engineering is everywhere in our society and it's a versatile career choice that many of us make students who have committed to this path might be wondering how to get started in their career or even how to focus on their uh, field of study within a vast array of uh, options as they are spoiled for choices and even newly employed engineers may also have questions how to design the path forward as they focus on their day to day job roles these issues are relevant for anyone designing a future for themselves in the field of engineering So friends today in this episode I'm going to expose the secret of creating the future for engineering career. So you will get some great insight, the right track for your development and tips for you to better refine your interest and be proactive in developing a fruitful career path. So guys, I'm very delighted to have met this person and having a powerful insight on their journey focusing on holistic development for engineers and their vision is to globally make life easier by innovation technology and education that too in multidisciplinary fields by maintaining high standards of quality which is very important my guest today on this show is an investor partner for mrc which is one of the top notch it finishing school catering to skill development needs of fresh engineers corporate organizations and working professionals they are also into skill india affiliated training partner with core focus in embedded system iot and full stack since their inception mrc strives to make a difference in technology learning which they believe is a continuous journey their job oriented training programs are targeted for fresh engineers to make them employable by bridging industry academia gap plus their upskilling programs are targeted for working professionals and corporate organization to create outcome based training programs over the years they have trained over 60000 plus students who are hired by their 360 plus placement partners on the upskilling side they have worked with 100 plus companies offering 50 plus customized training programs and definitely that's a loads of conversion guys i'm sure you will enjoy the conversation and without any further ado let me welcome my guest jay kumar director of mrz information technology jay thank you very much for joining us on for today's show pleasure here 
So let's begin with a little background about yourself, Jay. How you got into from engineering background, and how you were a full-fledged corporate professional, and now into an entrepreneurial journey. What made you to make this shift? Okay, sure. So let me bit talk about myself and uh, where I come from. My name is Jay Kumar, and uh, larger part of my schooling, I grew up in uh, tier two, tier three cities. and after getting my schooling and i moved on to do my engineering in um, nit warangal in the field of computer science which is uh, one of the top notch uh, engineering colleges in india uh, so growing up in tier 2 tier 3 cities and then landing up in uh, nit warangal is something like playing a local cricket and uh, all of a sudden you end up uh, playing for international level so there's a huge gap that as a person that i need to go through when i ended up in um, warangal uh, so uh, as i was going through the engineering education i also got very deep insights into the core issues that existing in the engineering industry today uh, one major issue that i found was among school level there is a huge differences between boards and how those evaluation is been done across different state level boards one one problem second problem is uh, after somebody gets into engineering the quality of engineering or the way engineering is been taught there's a huge spectrum of difference so uh, thanks to the fact that i got a quality engineering education in um, nit warangal i was able to uh, have a very smooth start in my engineering career having said that there have been lakhs and lakhs of uh, students especially who are studying in the tier 2 tier 3 engineering colleges make it lot of struggle to to even get to know what and how they can start their career so this was a gap that i saw growing up in in a town kind of a background and that particular spark was there in my mind but you know as uh, we all know the situation forces us to uh, take a career path uh, into the corporate sector So I started off my career with a startup called Ishoni Networks. Then I moved on to HP. I was uh, leading teams there. Spent about uh, seven and a half uh, years there. Primarily working on the HP's uh, inkjet printers, writing their uh, connectivity software, and then the cloud uh, print initiatives. So quite a lot of stuff I have done in uh, HP. And after that, I moved on to Huawei, heading their uh, embedded Linux uh, group as a part of their uh, Huawei India's uh, R&D center. The similar uh, kind of portfolio what I was doing in my uh, career on the embedded system side. Uh, so that that life was on, and uh, I was spending uh, almost like twelve and a half years into the corporate career. But the question what I had at the age of seventeen, which exposed me the challenges in education, was still uh, coming back and uh, lingering again and again. And as a corporate professional, when I was interviewing entry-level engineers and senior professionals, I saw the problem not only exists in the entry-level engineers, but even as a working professional, people continue to learn. Otherwise. in today's world people might become you know irrelevant thanks to the technology changes and the business changes and many uh, changes that we see around so all this uh, sorry yeah the disruption happening in the environment absolutely so all these uh, all these questions were popping out so i decided to call it a day so emergency is more uh, started by my friends initially so where uh, you know i was one of the early investor in the company and the company was growing to uh, some decent size and then i thought you know it's it's high time that uh, i should uh, jump into the bandwagon of engineering so that's why i made a transition from a corporate uh, senior manager in huawei to emergency in the year 2014 so it's been 5 years uh, of journey jyoti so far so that's a long story cut short about myself wonderful wonderful 
I think you knew the problem statement at the age of 17 itself and you have come to a journey where you want to provide a solution and that's an amazing vision Jay uh, and thanks for that insight. So Jay with all of your experience with 12 plus in corporate and 5 years now in Emergy what is the L&D landscape for fresh engineers corporate organization and working professionals at Emergy? So what we primarily do Jyoti is uh, we primarily take the fresh engineers who finish their engineering and uh, as we all know thanks to the fact that engineering as uh, uh, our engineering number of engineering colleges in India has grown to a significant extent they finish their engineering but uh, they are absolutely clueless about how to take uh, their career forward so from an L&D perspective for a fresh engineer we put them through a 6 months program uh, primarily in three areas one is the embedded system another in is iot and third one is on the full stack web development uh, where the major uh, transformation that we bring them in three dimensions so the first dimension is uh, to ensure that they learn things practically so one of the major gap that we found was uh, the engineering education today mainly focuses on the theoretical aspects or more of a marks oriented curriculum than doing things in a hands on way so that is one dimension of lnd that we uh, key keen focus on and second part is uh, when it comes to the behavioral part which is uh, equally or more important especially coming from a different background they have a lot of questions and a lot of sense of insecurity or even for that matter lack of confidence so we need to Uh, coach them continuously on the behavioral part that's the second dimension and the third dimension is uh, they we are also finding interesting patterns and and in the entry level engineers where many of them are not cut out to become engineers they just been forced into engineering and even when we make them learn the technical stuff they eventually figure it out that technology is not their cup of tea they have been forced into that so we help them to discover themselves and uh, ensure that they take other lnd areas for example you know we have people who uh, come and become uh, hr professionals if i would say you know there is a is a person who done an mtech in vls a design and doing a hr profession and there is another guy who is doing a digital marketing profession so we help them to uh, discover who they are and then help them to take up the appropriate uh, learning route so that they do well whatever they choose to do so that's what we largely focus on the fresher level or entry level lnd side uh, whereas if we talk about the working professional that is very much driven by the business various set of organizations be it uh, mid size or a startup or a big companies they come to us for a more of a customized uh, learning program uh, or more of a fast track mode because organizations uh, cannot afford to spend them you know for example months together they cannot uh, afford to have them take up the learning program so either they come to our location or we deliver custom programs again in the three technologies which i mentioned embedded or iot or full stack to ensure that they quickly learn the technology and also able to contribute in their business uh, expectation that uh, the company is setting up so that's where as you earlier said you know it should be out- outcome driven so we ensure that proper assessment is been done or any project based learning that need to be done or any intervention that we need to give after the training program is been delivered so we design a custom design those programs when it comes to corporate organization so there we see a huge spectrum we see as you said in the beginning an engineer who is joining the company that's more of a technical onboarding programs and we saw a pattern where a 2 to 8 year experienced band where they do some kind of a business level skill upskilling programs and 8 plus years of experienced professional they have more of a super specialization somebody is already expert but they want to uh, obtain one more level of uh, specialization so that requires uh, 
altogether a different type of uh, programs to be defined. So that's what we do and senior level programs in focused technology areas uh, for corporate organizations, Jyoti. Okay, very interesting, Jay. So you are catering each one in a different approach. So mm-hmm. are you saying that their learning needs and goals are also different? And uh, can you explain how? Absolutely. So the learning needs are very different. For example, if you talk about an uh, entry-level engineer, his or her first goal is to get into a job, right? Yeah. And uh, the mindset is also changed, what, what uh, we call in the HR uh, terms, the millennial mindset, that, you know, they have been grown up in a situation where following something which has been told, you know, that looks quite hard for uh, our, our early 20-year-old uh, engineering kid today. So at the same time, they have the goal of uh, getting into a job. So the challenge is to ensuring them that uh, we show a path where they follow or they we inspire them to follow uh, to achieve the goal. So fairly, the entry-level goal remains uh, about job orientation and getting into their first job. But once they get into a first-level job and then as they go through their professional journey, uh, depending on their experience, the learning needs, and the learning purposes becomes very much customized. Either it could be driven by business or some sometimes it could be that an individual want to get ahead in his or her career due to which they want to do upskilling. So that's where we generally don't take a one-size-fits-for-all approach. So it requires a lot of time that we need to spend in understanding each and every organization needs or an individual needs and goes through a lot of customization. So that's where, uh, you know, the challenge in terms of uh, Uh, customizing in terms of um, technical level and then the content and the depth so that the outcome that they're able to achieve is very much uh, what they eventually wanted to do and they're able to apply the learning in in their day-to-day activities so that's the challenge so to summarize the challenge pretty much is on getting into a job somehow the working professional level it's about uh, upskilling and getting ahead in an individual's career Jyoti yeah wonderful I think the importance of tying individual values and inspiring them to understand the organization values when they are getting there and by giving customization, I mean, to be productive to the business. Oh, wow. That's an amazing responsibility you have. Great, Jay. Yeah. So over the years, you have trained over 60,000 plus students who are being hired by 300 plus placement partners. How Hemersy have made a difference to students in building a great career? So as I told, when uh, people, when they walk into our uh, place and then they make an uh, inquiry about the course and then sign up for the course, they absolutely don't have a clue what they're getting into. You know, as I told, the somewhere in the in their mind, it's there that I need to get into a job because uh, parents have spent four years engineering and uh, the engineering has not given them the result what they want to achieve. And then with a lot of doubts and questions and uh, uncertainty, actually, they come to our place, Jyoti. Okay. So one of the key challenges uh, when, when they come with that kind of a mindset, the first and foremost uh, thing that we, uh, the challenge that we face is uh, to ensure that they feel comfortable and uh, trusted in an environment where they believe they can achieve the result, right? That's where uh, myself and my whole uh, set of team give them the feel that uh, uh, they are in the right place uh, by showcasing the various uh, learning opportunities and what they uh, will be able to achieve and mainly uh, showing uh, some kind of uh, results of past results about saying, you know, 99% of the people who come to our place uh, come from you. And look at them, you know, they have achieved and they work in various uh, organizations. 
if they can achieve why not you know we show them them as an example or show them as a, a role models so these guys actually uh, slowly start uh, getting fired up so that is where we actually get them get their mindset to uh, start learning that is the first step then the second challenge second step what we we spend lot of time our challenge is uh, to make them unlearn for example a topic like programming so today the programming is also learned in more like a road based where you know somebody will mug up a lines of a program they go and type it in a, a lab exam and they they get about 8 out of 10 in the grade and they are very happy but if we make them write for example on their own a 10 line program or a 20 line program even though they had done a four in engineering there is a, there's a huge gap there so the reason is they learn learn things in a more theoretical fashion so we need to make them unlearn and and tell them you know, this is not the right way that you have learned and then making them to learn in the right way and i think that is where the other major uh, challenge comes in you know uh, because unlearning is more difficult for somebody and then take up the a step of learning so that's the second uh, challenge that we face and then the third one when when they start facing companies as you said you know they have a lot of challenges in terms of how do they adapt and what the companies expect how to actually answer the questions and and those type of things that's more about uh, building their uh, or do you say the softer portion of the aspect so that's where we run a series of uh, activities called disha which is a short form for direction so where we we bring in a set of uh, activities in terms of uh, resume building and uh, project based learning and we even invite uh, external l&d leaders with, thanks to the fact that uh, i come with uh, experience corporate sector and then my colleagues also have a lot of background so we invite some of our friends and colleagues come and share their, they get the big picture and then they shape themselves up in the you know behavioral side also so in summary i would say making them feel trusted making them do the unlearning followed by the learning and finally the uh, behavioral and the attitude part of it uh, so that's what shapes them as a, a complete engineer what we believe so that you know the when they are recruited by the organization they are able to productively contribute into the project uh, with lesser amount of uh, hand holding and any challenges that uh, the project throws uh, at them they are able to go back to the drawing board learn and then come back and then make a difference to the organization that they work that they working with okay so that's how i would put across uh, the challenges and uh, how we take a approach on this direction jyoti okay wonderful i think you have made an effort on building that awareness of right path for students and promoting that career counseling and it's also very important to provide them that role model or the mentors and what a right approach jay to guide them in the journey is right as well as it is important to match these student skills with employers yeah, yeah. yeah somebody may not have chosen the right skill and giving that direction is important like awareness of somebody with that skill may fit into bosch and may not be in wipro but if somebody is there to guide give that direction and coach definitely these students will fly in colors would say thank you right so so more than yeah more than as i said more than the capability challenge because uh, we strongly believe in our uh, organization that everybody is uh, capable in in some form or other but it's about the right direction and mentoring which which uh, is what uh, the most important factor in fact that is our day to day job we can say you know we all play the role of a coach so that we show them the right direction by which Which, uh, an individual realizes what it is and achieves the results jyoti hmm hmm i and since we are talking about fresh engineers uh teaching mm-hmm. them to learn and unlearn there mm-hmm. is a first journey right to make a key decision for them to take up their career 
how is your organization helping them to kick start this long journey because uh, it's a six months long and uh, which you are saying that you are grooming them from technology mm-hmm. to behavioral as well as placing them and you also mentioned about uh, self-discovery that is also you are referring to how mm-hmm. are you enabling all of these at emerzy so there are a set of steps that uh, we uh, do that so one thing that we do is uh, we we mentioned you know our program is um, intense uh, hands on program so where every day they need to write a set of lines of source code uh, so if a individual is not really cut out to do that they themselves start struggling okay? and on the contrary we have seen people who come with uh, you know even not so great uh, academic records but they have a great problem solving skills they they actually uh, zoom and they they will get hired so what we will do is we have a very systematic uh, assessment system which is uh, completely based on marks they scored us every day they go through assignment and projects and uh, all the hands on activities so we have a 360 degree assessment system where we band them we band them something from a green orange uh, yellow red and black it's not like a, a college grading system but it's more of a, a comprehensive 360 degree approach uh, using uh, certain data analytics and also certain deep technical assessment mechanisms and what we do is anyway the top uh, either you are from a green or an orange band anyway they are in the top band they will anyways end up in the top notch company so we identify and we separate them and we make them work hard we we form something called as a power track so we push them more work on the technical side for example recently we started some collaboration in terms of open source projects where these guys will naturally contribute more in the direction because that comes naturally to them on the contrary when you take this black or a red zone guy who are struggling mainly because they may not be cut out to to that so that's when we do the counseling side to a larger extent and in the recent times we started using tools like mbti uh, jyoti mm-hmm. okay Uh, so we make them take the test and we may show them you know this is what you are good at so why are you actually uh, spending time on the wrong side uh, of your uh, career so better you focus on some other area so they actually start uh, taking some step in the direction and they sooner or later uh, they will end up in a job in a altogether in a non technical career as i told one classic example of a girl who was an mtech in embedded system and vlsi she has become an hr professional today okay, okay. so we transition those uh, kind of uh, career changes by closely looking into the assessment system what we have uh, in house jyoti oh wow wonderful i think if we show that mirror to them you know uh, they will definitely flourish exactly like exactly and it is not for example a kind of uh, you know exam that they need to write it is a continuous evaluation system where they every day they are exposed to the reality Uh, so when we show that mirror naturally they know where where exactly they stand and it is not um, as i said one exam or one university assesses them or something like that every day every element get assessed so there is no way as i said them it's like showing showing the mirror to them so once they realize that then decision making becomes natural process for them mm-hmm. right yeah like if you have been an expert in math but an on the job experience reveals a greater interest in programming i think it is better to make that switch right exactly and, and uh, when we make the switch often you know this what we hear in or uh, we seen in movies like uh, 3d ads you know they, there are examples where uh, for example the same person i told about mtech person taking a career in hr she go and con- need to convince their parents but i said this is a decision making point if you are not going to do it now you are going to repent for your career later right so 
they they have done it and uh, even the parents have been supportive as well and once they take the right career path they all do exceptionally well jyoti it's about uh, making them make the right career choices at the right time true very very important jay jay uh, i also see that mrz is also in uh, skill india affiliated training partner correct, correct. we also see that around 1.5 million engineers passing out of college and only hardly i mean 7% or having employable skills mm. uh, like you have already looked at the problem statement so is emergency looked at this problem statement too and have you explored for any solution on this uh, particular employment issue yeah that's that's exactly what uh, uh, our overall vision is all about to make sure that this 7% or 15% anyway, that that varies from year on year depending on the market research so we, our idea is to contribute in these particular area uh, but thanks to the fact that government has uh, taken this skill india initiative where they done a competency mapping at country level and uh, you know they they have various job roles defined so the skill india's uh, main uh, mission is to ensure that the skill based job programming rather than qualification based the training programs so that's where we have aligned with uh, skill india where some of the programs that we do it is in alignment with the specific uh, job description of what skill india provides for example an embedded system engineer so that's a job description with which our course is aligned rather than telling is a be electronics engineer or an electrical engineer which is more of a qualification side which everybody has right mm-hmm. okay so uh, the approach is more about a skill based approach where we have aligned and here by doing that eventually government is trying to make it like a standard whereas if somebody says i am a skill india certified embedded software engineer means i will be able to do a b c d job responsibility so that's the whole idea i guess it will take a little bit more time because the the complete ecosystem consists of training partners like us and then the student who are taking at the program and then the corporate organizations who are hiring these graduates all the three partners should uh, come into some kind of an equilibrium uh, so that we understand that uh, you know it's something like a gate or a gr score that they're trying to do for a for a for a skill based uh, assessment jyoti that's the overall vision that skill india has right so there has been some progress there but i think it is a long term goal which will take some more time for all the key stakeholders in the skill ecosystem to realize so that this uh, gap can be further brought down or the percentage of employability goes high so that's what we work with skill india in those kind of initiatives hmm 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 that is why your people have niche areas like embedded iot and full stack and that is your focusing on technology training i think that's correct because uh, the generic job roles uh, we don't do mainly because uh, the generic job roles anyway there are many people who are doing that okay and us also as an organization to find out our own niche and our own us usp it is quite uh, challenging so and moreover we all is my core uh, team comes from core embedded background so that also become a natural choice that we do what we know well so both the sides it is true so that you know we can continue to maintain the niche in the market at the same time we are able to add value with the years of experience that we have in the corporate segment so i would say the both ways it is working out fairly well mm-hmm. okay actually jay most employees now in the it industry mm. looking for people who are already trained as per the business need since the market is so dynamic you know and with the rapid change it is very crucial that we also ensure that the training is contemporary and relevant mm. is emergency moving at the speed of the industry in hiring contact in terms of better hiring conversion 
true actually what we do jyoti in in all our programs at least at the entry level engineer engineering uh, programs whether whether it's in embedded or iot in full stack what we have seen over the years is uh, the foundation skills are more important than catching up with the latest technology uh, for example we focus on the fundamental elements like algorithms and uh, doing an efficient design and understanding the operating system concepts are ensuring that you write an optimized source code which is essential in any new technology that uh, somebody has to learn okay so our focus uh, is always been on the foundation side and ensuring that whatever the basic technologies that we teach in the 6 months period they really learn it well okay because we strongly believe once we inculcate that particular element of thinking in their mind whatever the skills that business could demand it could be what popularly known as artificial intelligence or data science or any new technology that uh, they may come across in their workplace they have an inherent capability to learn those technologies on their own okay so rather than as the saying goes right teach them how to catch a fish right so that's the approach we take and uh, since the foundation skill is been laid very strongly from our side uh, keeping up pace with the technology becomes quite natural for the engineers who are getting trained from us and many of us are working in uh, latest technologies after they get into job probably in a, in a matter of a month or so they'll be able to ramp up very quickly because their fundamentals are very strong the problem in engineering education today it is not about they're not doing any advanced stuff the problem is they don't do the basic stuff well okay mm-hmm. so that's our bottom up approach uh, which uh, we inculcate so what's approach has been taken organizations uh, who come to recruit our people uh, recruit our trained engineers they see benefits in terms of you know, lesser ramp up time and also faster deployment to the project and as the project goes through various challenges or the business changes that may come at a higher level these guys are able to adapt and contribute to the new technology as well so that's what uh, the fundamental approach our approach is more foundational i would say like that hmm right right in fact jay we have made a shift in my company mm-hmm. uh, from hire train deploy to train hire and deploy yeah, yeah. so as it is more future focused and turnaround time for business is so easy and they are billable for the business from the day one of the project so it's like you know happy employer and a happy employee <laughs> absolutely absolutely That's exactly what we are also working. The zone is same, Jyoti. Sure, sure, Jay. I think MSC also focuses on strong, continuous learning, mm-hmm. and it is very important to adapt changing work demand. So, mm-hmm. how is MSC supporting corporate organizations and working professionals uh, in continuous learning? Uh, you know the need for upskilling for forty plus years mm-hmm. of age. and you also know in the industry what is the demand today mm-hmm. is becoming irrelevant very soon how is emergy helping them so as of now we have uh, two type of approaches jyoti one as uh, i already mentioned in initially we that the need is uh, triggered through a company where an organization approaches and we go and do a upskilling program inside their organization uh, depending on the business need followed by a project or intervention based approach so that's number one second that we do is um, we conduct uh, short term workshops in our office where individual professionals who are not uh, who may not be pushed from an employer but they are interested in their own uh, learning so they come to our premise and they take up these courses it could be a relatively short term program maybe a four day five day kind of program which they take and then they go back and apply in the workplace so that is the second approach that we are taking but what we figured it out in both approaches is it is not scaling or it is not uh, 
impacting to the level what um, we wanted to do the upskilling market it mainly because uh, of the infrastructure limitations that we have so today the working professional is already uh, running short of time he or she is only having probably a weekend and there also you have a lot of project commitments and personal commitments and also commuting to either to the uh, our place or even taking time away from their existing work hours right and and so as during my corporate uh, career i made so many learning and development plans but majority of them practically making it uh, happen becomes a quite challenging because the project priorities comes and overtake uh, whatever the learning goals are and the moment the project priority comes the learning goal is the first one which gets thrown out of the window you know better than that <laughs> so at the same time the pace in which technology is moving upskilling becomes uh, quite essential because after gaining about 20 years um, experience in the industry as you mentioned people who are hit the age of 40 thanks to the changes that is happening in the technologies they are facing challenges in terms of career longevity or adapting to change etc so that's where we believe the technology has to play a key role so the, our vision for the upskilling is to make the learning online so when i say online it may not be what uh, some of the already existing learning programs are so we would like to make it more like an hybrid learning which uh, leverages the power of technology at the same time the human touch in that particular learning process so that we can scale and deliver and also mitigate some of the challenges as we mentioned in terms of time and uh, in terms of the travel or infrastructure etc so that these learning and development programs for working program working professionals can scale to the extent what we are envisioning so the, that work is in still progress we should be launching our online offerings uh, in time soon so once we have that we strongly believe with our uh, focus in deep focus in technologies and also having experienced in uh, training these many working professional we should be able to make a difference in that market as well hmm interesting jay ha huh. i always struggle or it looks like a gamble you know to predict what the workplace of the future might be looking for mm. uh, like nothing is certain also right with the new technologies industries and roles uh, you know uh, so dynamic all the time yeah, so yeah. it gets outdated or there is something new in the market already how do you enable the professionals to adapt to the changes learn and you know and is it good to move between stack of technologies it depends on the situation we i cannot i'll not be able to give a, a generic answer for the question that you are asking it depends on the individual's uh, interest and then the company's uh, business requirement and then the opportunity an individual gets to switch between stacks for example if we take a web development itself earlier people were using technologies like you know php or java but today lot more new technologies have come which is changing the way people do programming but what i would believe strongly is that uh, jyoti end of the day the onus lies on an individual right okay. no organization or no manager can give a, can own a learning of an, an individual the individual should take uh, the steps towards learning and learning should be happening whether or not an individual gets a tangible immediate outcome right so if the learning is approached with that perspective from a working professional or an individual i am sure it will yield far more results because this individual will be able to tap the opportunities and uh, at least predict the business changes as an individual rather than doing it out of force so i believe it is about the individual who takes the learning as a part of their uh, regular activity and then owning their career rather than leaving it to the lnd manager or uh, 
or a first line manager or, or any other senior personnel in the organization yeah i think i remember asking these uh, freshers in the organization like uh, how many of you are interested in success and every hand goes up mm-hmm. you know and uh, how many of you are working towards it and then it's like you know 50 50 kind of a response and then mm-hmm. i have to really stress and tell them that knowledge is one thing that empowers them to succeed and each individual need to give that time and they own that responsibility and they need to dedicate to scale up and that to the skills are very important and it is continuous else we will be outdated uh, very soon absolutely so what i i give another analogy to what you are telling i call it as uh, more of um, vitamin versus painkiller syndrome right so we all know the importance of vitamin if you consume vitamin on a daily basis you can prevent the disease right mm-hmm. okay it requires lot of uh, personal commitment and be consistent with uh, consuming the right set of vitamin so that can avoid taking the painkiller later because you'll never fall sick right on the other if you fail to take vitamins one day every individual including me will be forced to take a painkiller because your naturally your immunity level goes down right learning should be considered as a vitamin rather than seeing it as a painkiller okay? today majority of the people when i see especially senior people they come and take up learning as a painkiller because if they fail to adapt probably they might lose job no yeah. okay It's a desperate situation they are looking at. Exactly. And and many people even come and approach me, especially as you talked about Stack. This guy has worked for, let us say, an old uh, legacy technology and they did not adapt to the newer technology. And he, he, if, he, if he doesn't do it probably in a couple of months, maybe his, his job is under threat. And they come and ask us saying that, can you do something so that, you know, I stay in my job forever? I said, it's not going to work, right? Uh, or even if you come and ask for a painkiller even if you give a painkiller it's going to take some time okay so if you approach learning or if you approach the overall lnd as a vitamin then it will sustain for a longer period of time that's why the previous question when you asked it largely depends on an individual because as an organization uh, you being an lnd a professional no you can create an ecosystem tools and necessary resources can be provided but at the end of the day if a person is not consuming you cannot force feed right so i feel that that should be the approach if you take it that would be far better yeah you can only take the horse till the water <laughs> correct correct <laughs> <laughs> right So Jay since you have been into the technology what is your deep experience of uh, you know the role of technology in learning you know that you know there could be any challenges or anything on the online learning what is the right path yeah so uh, what i see technology applied for learning see one if you look at uh, that the way how the um, learning has taken shape thanks to technology mainly the online learning space especially after a lot of moocs come in picture in terms of courseras and edx there are a lot of contents available and lot of uh, what do you say material available in online but unless or otherwise an um, uh, individual is extremely self motivated the completion rates have been very less you know i am sure you will come across people uh, who might have enrolled for 10 or 12 online courses because it's free but hardly they end up completing one or two you know that's that the completion rates have been alarmingly low okay so the main reason is uh, the challenge with respect to the techno completely technology enabled learning is the lack of engagement right okay because you just hook on to a video or hook on to some kind of a, what do you say digital content which you are consuming which may or may not give the kind of a personal engagement that what a classroom based uh, learning provides right 
So that's what I see as a major challenge when it comes to a completely online driven or a technology driven learning so that's why we believe that it is it should not be completely left to the mercy of technology or throwing a uh, pushing a tons of contents and also you enable it with an ai based learning or personalized learning kind of a concept that also should be given a human touch some form of other there should be a human touch point to bring some element i know it's not possible entirely when you're scaling and delivering digital programs for probably a few tens of thousands of employees in a in a digital platform it may not be possible to bring all of them to a classroom based environment but at least doing leveraging some of the digital platforms itself with some element of uh, intervention or feedback or some kind of uh, doubt clearing or any form of engagement that we can uh, club it along with that i'm sure that will take the digital learning to the next next level that's that's what we believe in while the technology gives you the scale the the flip side is on the engagement on the contrary the classroom gives a excellent engagement but scale is a problem right so what do we do <laughs> let us get us together and try to leverage the best of both worlds uh, so that the learner has the maximum a takeaway and then they're able to get ahead in their career by whatever the goals that uh, they set uh, out uh, themselves to achieve so that's where i believe that digital learning should get more hybrid in nature so that's when purely what i believe a personalized learning can be achieved yes interesting yeah i've also reviewed couple of e learning partners you know mm-hmm. and what specializes them uh, completely ai driven and they also make a personal learning path because they have got into a complete universal learning in that platform but then this is something curated path for them to complete within that given time and okay. then we see the impact you know uh, of course we tell the users to do the other courses but then it is important right. for them to complete the mandated that four to five programs which has been assigned for that individual to be uh, you know on that particular stack i think that kind of a synergy you know and the engagement we will see more traction in the e learning yeah because even even at different experience level i would say the push whatever i would say a positive push would be required for any any individuals right including myself right even if you're doing something, somebody rather than giving me a content to learn if if i if somebody gives me a mandate that Uh, maybe on a friday somebody is going to call you and check how you are done maybe i would deal with that particular learning program will be very different right okay so that's where i said told no to bringing in that kind of a follow up or bringing in some kind of a can call a mandate or a push it's important okay and i think it's doing for a good purpose not just to you know put pressure on an individual but it is for the benefit of an individual and i'm sure uh, as an experienced professional everybody would realize that as long as that purpose is uh, kept in your minds i'm sure learning outcome can be drastically on the positive side yes i think you know when i made the shift in the online learning in the mm-hmm. last year i would not propagate you know what kind of a program they need to learn or you know but i would say what's in it for you and mm-hmm. if you they are interested they can register and then and then you know it, there's a loads of registration coming okay. because they were made accountable for if they register then they need to complete their learning you know that's the cultural shift mm-hmm. matters from classroom to online learning exactly exactly because since we deal with the both the sides you know we clearly see this difference okay when the instructor is standing in front of you and delivering a program and they're giving the feedback they due to the fact that 
the engagement levels are very high, the completion and the outcome can be far more different than completely giving them 10 videos and say, watch it and do this kind of, a, you know, assignment or a program, right? So as I told, the plus point of the classroom driven and the online driven training need to be mixed in a decent proportion so that the positives are both the sides can be taken forward. I know there are a lot of challenges, but I'm sure the way how the L&D space is emerging, uh, more and more organizations and even the course providers like us are exploring these type of hybrid options to maximize the learning effectiveness. Right, right. And MSA got the best training institute of the year 2017, mm-hmm. right? And what was it like for you? I guess there is a magazine which does uh, the education uh, reviews and uh, they approached us and they uh, uh, what they uh, found the profound uh, change compared to other institute is that as I told the three-phase approach in terms of uh, ensuring a trusted environment followed by a hands-on learning making them unlearn and behavioral thing and end of the day all of all of these things come together and becomes a metrics oriented approach so they were kind of uh, very positive about uh, the way in which uh, the seriousness in which we approach the problem because one of the easiest thing that for anybody to do in this world today is to open a training institute right, right. so but sustaining it and doing it in a, a such a methodical way and achieving the results with our client companies who are hiring so by seeing all of uh, those things you know, that particular award was given. I would say more than me or anybody else, the credit goes to my team who actually day in and day out uh, work with these individuals and transforming them. So more than me, I would say the more positive uh, energy was passed on to our set of uh, people, uh, which was a positive and a heartening thing to see for us. Wow. Congratulations to the whole Emersey team. So, Jay, I also see recently you gave a talk uh, on the title uh, Demystifying IoT Skills, which Mm. was organized by Electronics for You. Can you share broadly what it is about? Because IoT is something now is a buzzword in the industry. Definitely. So IoT is another another buzzword, I would say. What, uh, like any other uh, new terminologies that we think about AI or uh, data science. One thing that we found in IoT is that IoT is uh, amalgamation of different uh, technologies, standards that try to do some kind of a mega integration and uh, make it work. But what happened is when we started working in terms of uh, education programs for IoT, the realization happened when uh, we discussed about Skill India, where we are also part of um, Skill Definition Committee, what they call it as a NOS, they call it as a National Operation Standards. That's a keyword that uh, Skill India uses. So we are trying to define what does it take to become an IoT engineer? Okay. Right. And we could find that the suggestions coming from all the other directions and people are trying to put every other technology together and pack it like a course, right? Because IoT consists right from sensors, embedded systems, the gateway programming, networking, cloud computing, application programming, data science. So if you put all of them together, it, that, that itself becomes like a master's degree, right? That's not going to happen, right? So that's when the motivation came that, you know, what are the uh, skills or are the, are, are the approach that we should take? Or in putting in summary, we are like six blind men trying to define IoT and everybody is explaining IoT from their own perspective. So the motivation for the talk emerged from the discussion that we had in Skill India, which is what we eventually, I went and shared in the electronics uh, conference, that is IoT show or India Electronics Week, is about how to demystify the skills, right? Because IoT consists of various aspects. My talk was focused on 
what role embedded system is playing in the iot and uh, what are the skills that are required uh, to build an iot from an embedded engineer's perspective mm-hmm. and if you've been a traditional embedded engineer for years together what are the changes that uh, you need to adapt to as we spoke about few minutes back mm-hmm. to become a successful iot engineer so that was more about demystifying that and going what you call under the hood and trying to understand rather than using the high level work or iot trying to understand what are all the building blocks from the technology and the skill perspective for an embedded engineer so that's what my talks summary was about chuti oh wow wonderful insight jay jay uh, now it's time for powerful questions okay. to unveil for my listeners okay. to engage enlighten and empower and that's the mission of my podcast too okay. uh, are you ready <laughs> okay let's start yeah so according to you what is the star moment star moment in a something when you see happy tears what i say happy tears when you take a tier 2 tier 3 engineer who comes up with no awareness lot of insecurity mold them put them onto a job the day they get into a job the amount of happy tears that comes from their eyes is something unvaluable for me or or the value cannot be described in words so that would be my star moment in in my job jyoti wow yeah that's a profound uh, view i would say so jay my next question to you what inspires you to do mm-hmm. everything that you do sorry what inspires you to do everything that you do today okay it is a impact on the outcome that we get mm-hmm. individuals or or how you you impact an individual's life so that motivates or inspires me to get up every day and go to work okay and uh, if you own the company and you are already owning one mm-hmm. what's the one thing you would do differently in learning what difference in learning okay celebrate unlearning <laughs> very important and a difficult thing to do yeah <laughs> Okay. So, uh, my next question to you, what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now? Uh, as I told you, our uh, top priority lies uh, ensuring that our uh, online learning takes off, which consists of two things. One is ensuring that we digitize all the content. So, our top most focus is on digitizing. Second thing is to build our platform so that uh, these digitized uh, contents can be delivered as what we envision in form of a hybrid learning platform. So, that would be my top two priorities. The third one, which we have taken uh, this year as a serious priority, is to ensure that inside our organization, we build a culture of learning. because we are an organization of learning right it is becomes uh, very much essential for us to build a culture of learning and a culture of continuous improvement and that's that's going to be our third priority okay interesting so if i may ask you what are your strengths Mm, that's a difficult question okay as per what i understand it's more of a flexible and uh, understanding the situation and uh, determined to do once you understand what you want to do yeah very very important uh, to keep the life going smoothly yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so my next question to you what's the best book you have read this year or any time you want to recommend for my listeners uh a few of them i will talk about the recent one and, and then i'll probably briefly mention some of the other books which had a major influence on me which i like okay so this year i read a book uh, as i told i grew up in uh, in my farming years in in my native place my mother tongue is tamil so i read a lot of books in tamil uh, so there is this guy who built uh, an empire worth 1200 crores by making a homemade masalas right it's like a company called achi masala 
okay who makes all this uh, he's an entrepreneur he's a rack to riches story where uh, he proliferated usage of masalas you know right from sambar masala rasam masala whatever you can think of so he has built a company right from the scratch okay so that was something which i recently read which uh, i derive a lot of inspiration because a simple thing what we envision uh, like a masala somebody can build a entrepreneurial venture and what he believes our masalas have got uh, natural medicinal properties by giving a good quality he's actually positively impacting lives of people who consume that every day okay so that's a recent example that i can think of and some of the other things which i read last year are kind of little recently is of course uh, hit refresh by satya nadella who by taking the cultural transformation he's able to achieve organization transformation in microsoft okay and uh, other thing would be uh, the story of uh, vargis kurian who created the story of amul you know we look out for many innovations uh, looking into the west or some other countries but what vargis kurian has uh, achieved with milk and the milk production ecosystem which is what uh, replicated in different states in terms of uh, nandini i guess in uh, in uh, karnataka and similar names in every other state so that is something which has had a profound uh, impact in one of the books that uh, which which i really enjoyed reading jyoti okay okay sure so uh, jay i know that you people have a mentorship and a coach model in your organization but what mm-hmm. are the characteristics of the best boss or a role model you ever had or what made that person great for you Okay so I worked with in my corporate organization and both in my entrepreneurial thing I met many of many of those such people whom I consider as role models so some of the common thing which I which I admire or which I learned from them is one uh, they create a sense of uh, purpose in every individual in the team okay? because if that is done I think majority of the other things are taken care of and it's not easy right so somehow I'm trying to learn and try to put into practice is how do we create a sense of purpose in the team members second thing is how do we identify the right strength in the right individuals and form a team which is consisting of complementary skill sets so often we in the teams we tend to get get into discussion saying that why the other person is not same like me right this person is very different whereas this type of leaders have taught me that putting exactly opposite side of thinking or different type of people we ensure that the overall probability of the success of the team goes high the probability of success goes mm-hmm. when these two things are done they have been extremely demanding you know you know you, you would have i'm sure worked with a lot of such leaders they 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 really really set a very high expectation and they really drag you to achieve that goal but since the first part that is purpose and second thing team is fallen in place i'm sure even the unmet really uh, difficult to achieve targets uh, becomes possible by working with such uh, inspirational leaders jyoti mm-hmm. true true jay Jay my next question to you are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to make a better you uh, there are many but recently i found uh, the google uh, tools uh, which is nothing but the uh, google calendar calendar i'm sure all of us must be aware but google has released couple of more things one is called uh, google keep which helps you to keep the notes of whatever you're noting down and another thing is called google tasks which uh, helps you to organize the task at the same time you can link it with the calendar okay automatically okay even though there a lot of uh, tools are available but i found uh, this one is uh, very easy to use and uh, gives you a lot of uh, flexibility as well so which has uh, which i believe has made me more productive in the recent uh, few months i would say yes interesting jay we have come to an end of this interview and before that i have one more 
question left for you and before i ask you that question uh, how can people get in touch with you to get more insight collaborate or where can they reach out to you they can reach out to me via email of course uh, the my email is uh, b b for bangalore dot jayakumar j a y a k u m a r at gmail dot com and uh, I used to be a blogger recently I took a break and then I come back to blogging from last week uh, so there is a domain called jwritings dot in there is jwritings w r i t i n g s writings dot in there also my coordinates are available any L and D uh, ecosystem people or any organization or any like minded people would like to connect and exchange thoughts. I would be glad to collaborate with them. Okay, thank you. On a closing note, and that last question, your advice for those engineers who want to accelerate their career and transform into a great role. So my only thing is to be make learning as a lifelong activity. Okay? Do not make it as a something on a need basis or a, or only we'll do it on a on a on a situation basis. Learning should happen like the way we consume. water right so as long as that is there i'm sure and i'm sure many of the us also have been continuous learners for life uh, as long as that part is taken care i think uh, everybody can become a star what your podcast says do you think <laughs> thank you i think that's a profound uh, information jay so all my lovely listeners the links and resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available in my show notes page i will list out all our conversation in my podcast description for your quick reference thank you so much jay for being on this show i really enjoyed it thank you jyoti it's my pleasure and thanks for giving me an opportunity to talk about myself and about our organization as well so looking forward to collaborate with you and also with uh, uh, listeners who were in this podcast so thank you very much it's been a pleasure it's been an honor to have you on my show jay so friends i hope you enjoyed this conversation and if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to this show then make sure you share this podcast with your friends and post it on all social media platforms like facebook twitter insta and do tag us and let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower thank you so much for your patience and tuning into this show bye for now take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging enlightening and empowering